This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. One app is life. It's not the one you should be underestimating. It is. Godzilla, King Kong, Loch Ness. We rap nerd now here, right? Like I can tell you were a nerd. It's primal. And that's raw Carhartt girl. Speaking of sneaky big tits. Are you out there fucking? I'm doing that. Years ago, I bought a million in Brooklyn. This was years ago, bro. Years ago. Years ago. Years ago. Cypher Sounds. Peter Rosenberg. One app is life. Hey, good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. And good night. And we suckered Clark Kenton to hanging out with us a little bit longer. So thank you, Clark. It's a blessing and an honor to be here. Syph, this might be Clark's. If you count the one that doesn't what wasn't out in full. Yeah. It could be your fourth time. It might be his fourth time on one at third, because we did one at Hot 97. Yeah, was that it? It was only one there when you came up with Ronnie? Yeah. And that then, was only one? Then yeah, did, I think one. Yeah. Yeah, that that mm-hmm. was so. This is only two officially. Yeah, that was the the time when <laughs> Sife was like, "Did you ever have an off moment in a party?" I say never. He's looking at me like never. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what's funny from that um from that interview with uh, Ronnie from um Kith. Uh, from Kith, you said something that to this day stuck stick in my head every time i choose a pair of sneakers to wear hmm. clark has said as much we haven't even talked about his sneakers yet but he said the ultimate goal no matter what is to look fresh that's it and to this day like i don't have like the crazy rare sneakers weight online sneakers mm-hmm. but my sneakers always look fresh amen with my with my day-to-day outfits you know what i mean perfect and it's like it's about and that's why i have that's why people don't understand why i have this 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 hatred for white girls that ruin air force ones on purpose (laughs) it's like it's it's the antithesis of what we believe in of being Mm -hmm. fresh and and it's like they they filthy up their Air Force Ones. And I've I've done this so many times on different podcasts. The last one I did was on T-Pain. That shit got like millions of views. I'm just like, you're just disrespecting the Air Force <laughs> Ones, man. Yo, yeah, it's terrible. Well, it's funny. I just saw, I think Megan Wright just posted the sneakers you gave her. Uh-huh. And she said, Clark, I, I yeah, I asked Clark if I should wear these. And she he said, yeah, that's the point. You know what yeah, I mean? So. Is- you're not a sneaker collector who believes no, in sitting sneaker on sneakers. No. You're a sneaker wearer. You're just yeah, a sneaker I want to wear everything that I get. Do people ever like freak freak out? Like can't believe what you have on your feet that like you actually yes. wore it out the house. Yeah. Plenty of times. Yeah. Because so 
there's sneakers that people look at like they're like they're more than just sneakers. And I'm just like, well, what did you want it for? So you could look at it if you wanted to wear it. So me, I want to wear it. So I end up wearing. Do you get do you get lots of like do you do multiple pairs of stuff? Yes. So you do sure. keep you do keep backups, but just so you can keep wearing them. Right. Right. If I like a sneaker, I'm the guy who will get five pair so you I can get five wears. What do you mean five wears? Five generational wears. No, no, five wear. I I don't wear sneakers twice. See, that's what makes me a great journalist. I saw what was happening there. I uh, saw he's, he's what lying. was happening. He's lying. That's what's happening. He's lying. What do you mean no, you don't wear sneakers that's twice? That's the way I give sneakers away. Like I wear them and I give them away. Well, you wear them once. Yeah. Unless there's sneakers that I just run around the house in. So you have runarounds that you just wear whatever to go to the grocery I got store. Two pairs of sh- sneakers that I will wear to the grocery or to you know. What's that? Yeah. What are those? Yeah, what are those? That's key. One is a pair of Romero's and another is a pair of Jordan ones, Chicago Jordan ones. Those you have do errands. Those yeah, are your slippers for sure. His beaters are what most people's like. I'm going out tonight. Right. The kicks are. are those that's, are your. That's cool. That's cool. No judgment. Wait, nah, are you I saying like you only wear sneakers once? Yeah. I mean, that, you know, that's not for everybody. It's just because I have so much and I'm trying to wear it all. What size are you, Clark? Oh, 13. Yeah, that's the problem. Who gets most of your sneakers? Random people, kids on basketball courts, uh, uh, Chuck's. You know, those big bins where. They're like, this is for Salvation Army or this is for Goodwill or whatever. Like, I've yeah. given to those at least once every three weeks. You'll just drop off a few pairs and be like, yo. No, no, no. A lot of pairs. It would oh, be more than as, that. Much as, as much as I've worn. Yeah. Because, you know, trying to go find people to give them to or trying to do giveaways or hide sneakers all over the place becomes a lot. So instead, I'll give them away. Let's say there's a storm somewhere and a lot of people lost their belongings. I will grab two three hundred pairs of sneakers and give them away wait what so you so real quick so oh, you have- no, when 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 sandy happened and uh katrina i gave a thousand pairs each how how much t- i got a lot of sneakers yeah, you got to help us understand it though because like let's really try to write <laughs> how do you buy them you, you do what you gotta you do. go in a footlocker if Foot Locker has something I want, like Foot Locker, I could find white and whites. I'll go to Foot Locker. What about like a ninety, like an Air Max ninety seven that a, that Foot Locker would have? Would you ever get those? If they have it and I like it, yeah, I'll go in there. I get it. Okay, so you're out of town. You're DJing somewhere. Mm-hmm. You, you go to the mall. Mm-hmm. You go to regular sneaker spots. You know, I go to everywhere that sells sneakers because you never know what you'll find. Right. And then what about you go to those consignment stores? No, nah, I don't I don't pay over box price for sneakers. That's what that's what I'm saying. I don't hit any of those. I can't do the resale shit. Yeah, I've I've done it. You don't and I just Yeah. So but you're also let's just be realistic here. We're this is an honest interview. You're also getting sneakers sent to you constantly, I'm sure too. Like you're opening yeah. up your mail and there's just sneakers for there. Sure, for sure. And some of them are ass, and some of them are great, and some you wear and give away, and some you just straight give away because you're never going to wear them. For sure. When did that start happening? Because we as DJs all know when we started getting records sent to us, and that was like a huge win in life when the records (laughs) started showing up. But you've made it to the next thing where sneakers started showing up. When did that start? Clothes, hats, whatever. When did all that happen? Um mid 90s because i was always a sneaker guy like it everybody knew that i was on the sneaker thing and then the brands would pay attention to the fact that i was and then i became cool with people at the brands and then i started working with the brands and you know having some kind of popularity within the music business um made them go oh well he'll be here he'll be there he'll be this place he'll be in that country like make sure that he has something that he could wear from our brand so It'll, you know, help and, them. Somehow. And so do you now, you don't have one particular brand loyalty in terms of like the work you do within sneakers. You just, everyone fucks with you. Well, yeah, because I like, I like all sneakers. I don't like just one brand. And right. I, so to, to be honest and to be, to be fair, like 
I would I would be lying if I said I only wear Nike. I'd be lying if I only said if I said I only wear Adidas or Puma or Reebok or whatever. That wouldn't be true. And and I I still want to have to be true to when I walk outside. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? What if I, I say I only wear Nike and then walk outside with a pair of Reeboks on? I'm I'm you know you're fraud. Sneaker guy. Like I'm not a Nike guy, I'm a sneaker guy. Do I have favorites? Sure, but I'm still a sneaker guy. What is your favorite all-time sneaker? Why don't my Air Force ones? Interesting. Because they're the freshest. Second second, second they're the freshest. Is, true. Second favorite is uh red and white Air Max nine Air Max ones, and then third is Jordan threes and elevens, and then which Jordan um, three? Just a black? No, white cement. White cement. People like black cement. You know what I'm saying? Mine is my favorite is white cement. Black my cement. favorite Jordan eleven is 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 a uh, Concord's. You know. But you don't like fives? No, I do like fives. Oh, they're they're way up on my Jordan list. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah. But threes and elevens. Threes and elevens are tied at the best Jordans to me, and then it's ones and fives and fours and. Place. How many pairs of threes? How many how many pairs of the white cements do you think you've been through? Honestly, I've been through. Yes, maybe a hundred. And how many do you have currently? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe about twenty five. And where is everything? It's here in your house. Yeah, in the room you're in. No, uh, right outside of the room. The room I'm in is a studio. How, but like, what do you do? So, how many pairs of kicks do you think you have in your? I know I can't wrap my brain around. I know, I know. We're like used to dealing with like you know. It's not making sense. You sound like Biz right now. Like yeah, you, you can't have all these things, yo. How do you have how? Yo, yo Saif, he does sound like Biz. What a compliment that is. You do sound like Biz. How, Him and I used to have sneaker wars. You and Biz? Yeah. Did you ever think he was lying? I didn't necessarily think he was lying because I know I know from where he comes from. You know, what right. I'm saying? I know his uncle owned a sneaker shop in Albany Square Mall. So him having a oh, lot of really or stretch to me, you know, that's oh, the reason why him and I could have a sneaker war is because I knew he had some sneakers. I, I assume also that your relationship with Ronnie Fi goes back to his family shop, right? Yeah, like no, he used to sling Timberlands to us when. He was like 14, 15. It was his uncle's store? It was his uncle's store. Yeah. Wait, what David was the store? David, David Z. Z? Yeah. His family owned David Z. And Atrium. That's what I was going to say. Then it got to Atrium. Yeah. Also, the David Z. So he comes from that. Yeah. yeah. So that's true. When he was a teenager, he was what meeting was those, What was those boots we used to get back in the day? Not Tim's. Well, A Solos, Vasque. No, there's another one. So I thought you strictly wore lugs. No, they lugs. There was another brand I forgot. We used to rock them shits. Uh, they look like smooth Timberlands, black. That probably was Vasque. V a s c v a v a s q u e z e z Vasque. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. Yeah. yep. Oh hard. my god. So sneakers right there. I so I, do, I So do you have a great sneaker collection? Or is a lot of it gone? No, I, I have a, a lot of sneakers. So do yeah, but you, you wear them once and then they're gone. Yeah. When you wear them once, where do you put them? I put them to the side so that they could be know that they gotta go. And and but what I if they're incredibly special? And I have more than one pair. And what if no, they're incredibly? No, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. But what if they're incredibly rare? Right. <laughs> like you get sent, you know, by the plug, the sickest possible kicks they made 25 oh well those are just gonna sit you're are you gonna wear them you wear them once and then let them sit i'm gonna wear them once and let them sit yeah if they're that rare right if they're that rare then it's a gift and then i don't give gifts away right so i so i can feel okay you're the person to talk to to make myself not feel bad that i've worn my m&m fours my only rare sneakers that i have i wore them out it's funny. I wore mine and gave them away, so I don't feel bad. I wouldn't feel bad. I don't understand. You gave them away. Yeah. So like, you know what's, you know what's really, I really thought I could get another pair. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you but, know what's, um, Saif, you know what's amazing? Clark does all this. Essentially, I'm not. You're not trying to do this to pat yourself on the back, but Clark is essentially doing this awesome charity of giving people sneakers. 
but he only cares about the big footed community. I mean, if you're if you're size oh. 10 and a half, you're fucked up out here. You got to get Clark's 13s and shit. Well, I wear size 13. I'm not sitting around here with a sneaker store. I don't have shoes in every size. You know what I'm saying? I, I, have know, I, I know, I know, I know. It makes me just wish. I'm like, damn. So when you when, when you post on your Instagram that a pair of sneakers is sitting outside of X place, go find right. them. They're yours. They were a size 13. Yeah, my size. Yeah. Worn by you. Worn by me, yeah. Only once. Only one time. Yeah. Of course. Wait, what are you going to wear today? I'm wearing them. I'm wearing white and whites right now. So how many pair of white on whites do you think you have then? The way you talk uh, about what I want. 50? Uh, sitting in the stack? 60. 60 pairs. Yeah. How much are they well, running for a pair of white on whites these days? 100. 100. Something like that. And did you buy these or are you gifted some of these? No one's gifting you 100 and something pairs. No, no right. No pairs. So I'm, 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 I'm clipping. So you go into a, a, let's say a foot locker or whatever. How many white on whites will you get at one time? 10? 10. Back in the so days, though, was, back in the days, though, there were shops that you would buy fifty pair at a time. Back when we when Air Force ones were like the new yeah, thing. Crazy, right yeah. If you if you could find a place that had fifty, you buy them. So you're going to store like it's a random Monday. You going to you walk into a foot locker. You're like, give me 10, 13 white on whites, and you're paying fourteen hundred dollars. Yeah. Jeez. Last, I don't have a lot of sneaker questions, but one more question about this though, right? Somebody okay. walk into a Louis Vuitton store, pay $2,400 for one pair. True. And you don't think that that's crazy. So if I can I get do. 24 pair. I, no, it's, it's, I, yeah, I get it. Yeah. I wear mine more than once for sure. That's cool. So that means you got $4,800 out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I went to Jamaica once. Like I wear, I wear white on whites. Those are my like my beat up white on whites are my beach shoes, right? So I was in Jamaica, so I just left them in the room because I was gonna leave them. I was gonna throw them out, and the maid came running out to the shuttle van. She's like, "Mister, you left your sneakers." I go, "No, no, no, I'm throwing them out." And she's like, "Can I have them?" I said, yeah, you got like it like made her like she's going to give them to her son and it yeah. made her life. That happened, that happened to me before where I left them and, and then I get to the airport and I'm getting a call from the air from the um from the hotel like you left your sneakers. And I'm just like, that's the, the and I was I was trying to get rid of them. So they were like, we can keep them. I was like, yeah, you can give them away to somebody. So then I consciously would write a note every time I left a pair of sneakers right. like these can be given away. It's just wild that you have. I don't know how you have the room for it. Are you able to have like peace and like like space? Like you don't. The sneakers aren't creeping into every part of your life. No, they're in the basement. And how bad? Your, how crazy is your record collection? That's kind of crazy. That's in the same house you're in now. Most of it, not all of it. Most of the sneakers it. Sneakers and the records. Yeah, sneakers and records. Yeah, Sheesh. it's a lot of records though. Do you have a About ballpark? 180,000. 180, wow. I, I'm, I'm a DJ from the 70s. We All we had were records. How do They're you store in, your records? How are your shelves? They're shelved. Yeah. Little what, little wooden cubes. Or? Yeah. Custom cubes that are put on top of each other and keep going until they hit the ceiling and then spin around the room. Just cubes. Almost like crates on the side. Right. And they're made from a certain guy that makes yeah, them all for you. One guy. For years. He's been making these for you. Yes. He's and you have, you have empty ones? Made, came same guy who made Kenny Dope's cubes, same guy who made Jazzy Jeff's cubes, who made... How expensive is this guy? It's expensive enough. Once you start racking them up, it just... He, he was like 60 when he first started. $60 a cube. And what, what is it now? It's gone up? I don't know what it is now. I just know I was at 60 a cube. And it was a lot that I bought in one shot. Cube, and can yeah. you take the cubes apart? They're all individual cubes? They're individual cubes, and they hold about 100 records each. So, so that's how you're able to count how many records you have, roughly. Because you know, if you know a cube holds this many, and you have this right. many cubes, mm -hmm. then they lay perfectly and, flat and on crates, top of each crates, other. So crates hold like, a certain amount of records. I have tons of crates, too. So it's Milk like, crates. Yeah. Still have the milk crates. Absolutely. Milk crates work better than cardboard boxes. By the way, milk crates are sneaky, heavy, and hard to carry. The only thing about milk crates is that they only hold them 
you know, the short way. You can't put them the long way, and then you got to tilt them. That's so oh. annoying. What? No, no, Clark. That the was not way, a pause. The short way? No, sorry. <laughs> Yo, oh, I mean, come, yeah, come on. Okay, guys. <laughs> I like how Clark's like, fine, do what you want. It's right. your own risk. Right. <laughs> so is that it for collecting for you? 150, 180,000 records. 180,000 records. 180,000 yeah. a lot records. of doubles, triples? Doubles for sure. Because, you know, being a DJ, most of it is doubles. But not, but you, but again, like sneakers, not extras beyond that. You're not a four and five copy of an album. On certain albums, I am. You know, like I might have 12 copies of I Want You by Marvin Gaye. Because to me, that's the best album I've ever heard. So, so you, every time I see it, I'll buy it. You'll just buy it when you see it. Yeah. yeah. You ever give those away? No. That's the no. one thing I can't seem to give, give away is records. I really? It. Like a young DJ, you want to give them like 20 records to get started. No. Here's some joints no. you need to know. No. no. So you'll just give title. I, I think I called you when you were talking about giving away records. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, you were giving away records. I think you were talking about you were, you were talking about something and you was giving them away records. I was like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, oh, you don't do this. Don't do that. No, I gave away a lot of, of records that like I had a lot of copies of like uh, the example I always give is I had six copies of Mem Bleak is right. Well, no, you need minimum five copies of Mem Bleak. Is. I don't need all those. Co- I kept my two. <laughs> yeah, but 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 if you think of what what a record is, right, just just think of the word itself. A record yeah. is an actual proof that something happened. Yeah. Recording. Sure. I'm not giving away no records. That's that's proof. That's literal proof that something happened. Yeah, but I I love I love the joy of when you give somebody, especially now that people are starting to get back into collecting vinyl, and you give them a little jump start. Okay. Yeah, and re- what about reissues? <laughs> Do reissues mean a lot to you? Like a reissue? Yeah, if it's something that I know my version doesn't sound as clean as possible. Yeah, I will. I'll go get a reissue. Does Does anybody out there? Do you know of anyone who definitively has a better sneaker collection than you? Collection, sure. Yeah, because he's not a collector, though. Really. Yeah, collector. and I'm not a collector. <laughs> it's not the same. He I mean, don't put I, his shit in a glass I, box. Like, like Fat Joe got got a lot of heat. Um, Perfect Pair has a lot of heat. Um, Greg Street, Wale, Wale is that deal when it comes to shoes. Um, Wale's the guy, Wale's the person who got me into Jordans hmm. because I was never into Jordans until the day Wale. He gave me, maybe, I don't know if you were there, Rosenberg. He yeah, gave, no, he gave us all. Jordan 3, right? He gave me my first pair of Jordan 3s. True yeah. blue Jordan 3s. Yeah. 3s for the whole team. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and from that moment on, like I had a couple of pairs before, but I wasn't really into them. I forgot about that. And he gave me, I still have the box. He autographed it. Mm-hmm. And he's the one that set me on the path of liking Jordans. Mm-hmm. I actually, Clark, it's actually a thing about Scythe that like, I'm still not it's used very to weird, it. I know. And it's been like seven years. And I, Saif, I, I'm not saying this in any sort of actual judgment. I still can't picture Saif as a Jordan guy, even though it's all he wears now. Yeah. Like, I see him and I'm like, what's this, guy fucking, what's this guy fucking wearing Jordans for? What were, yeah, what were you I, always? I it was, you were always Air Force Ones? Air Max, most. Air Force oh, Air, Air Max. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, okay, so we have some questions I want to ask you. Um, some that we wrote down, and I got a couple here from the Discord. Um, that are that are pretty good, including this one. Can you tell us oh, a little God. something about Kobe? Kobe, great guy, great guy, uh, ultimate competitor, and I mean in like damn near everything. Um, if basketball didn't ring off, he would have tried to be a rapper for sure. I produced him as a rapper once, just once. What what record was that? Forty eight at the buzzer on um, Shaquille O'Neal's album. And uh, he was like literally trying to be the best rapper on the song. Who else was on it? It was either Sauce Money or Sonya Blade and Shaquille O'Neal. It was Shaquille's record. What are you doing, dog? Come on, you know what I'm doing. Oh my God. He loved hip hop like that? Yeah. He He was competitive about writing good bars. A funny, I think a funny story is um, like I was always a Kobe 
fan and like I always thought he was amazing and then um you know like I had every Kobe jersey possible and like I never you were a fan fan oh no yeah like I thought he was the heir apparent and I never wore them until he retired but then so one day I go to a game and I'm wearing one but I'm wearing one that you had to get while he was playing so he was going oh how long you had that I was like oh like your fifth or fifth or sixth year and he was like yo so you never wore it and i was like no he was like why you never wore it i said because you were playing and he was like what that got to do with anything i said i can't wear your jersey if you still beating up on my team i can't <laughs> you know what i'm saying i just like i can't do it like like i literally have lebron jerseys that i i just i can't wear because you you still give my knicks problems right 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 you know now. What I'm saying? So we were at a game and we were standing on the floor and he's going crazy. And I'm just like, what? I'm still your man. We still cool. He was like, you are a funny motherfucker. I was like, I'm wearing it, dog. What do you want from me? I'm fucking wearing it. You wore it then. You wore it. Yeah, I was wearing it. But he was like, yo, but that came out. And I was like, yeah, that's when I got it. He was like, yo, you're a funny one. I never seen you wear one of my jerseys. And now I said, dog, now every time I come to LA, I wear a Kobe jersey. Or I wear Kobe sneakers like every time. But it was only once he was retired. Yeah, once he had to be retired. I could wear his sneakers back then, but if he was playing, I couldn't. The jersey wear. felt like too much. And by the way, I haven't even asked how crazy your jersey collection is because I'm sure that's wild yeah, too. That's pretty crazy. Because I've seen you in I've seen you out in your share of jerseys. So I know yeah. the Oh, yeah. let's hear 48 at the buzzer scythe. This is DJ no. Clark. Yeah. God, no, no. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, that's you. Uh-huh. Wait. Here's the proper set off, wet and soft. That's how my honeys get. Never personal, baby. I ain't the one to trip. By the way, I want to stop this for a second. Wait, Here's I my... think that's... You don't know that's it? That's not it. It's well, your name. Oh, right? at the buzzer is Sonya Blade and... and um... Ugh, what's the Kobe joint? So so this is your record, but Kobe's not on it. No, nah, that's not the one that he's on. But this is that your record. Shaq rapping? That's my record, yeah. Yo, for the record, I just like that. We'll find it. I just like that every time Clark acts like hesitant about hearing a record, they're always fire. Like, nah. it's always something I've never heard. And I'm like, yo, this shit's actually fucking. This is a Shaq yeah, record. Some of Thank you. Here's the proper set off, wet and soft. That's how my honeys get. Never personal, baby. I ain't the one to trip. Nothing but G's what I come to get. Not like fake MCs who walk around broke with a money clip. Quite confusing, ain't it? They try to fool a brother. They never pass eighth grade and want to school a brother. Just a select few guys. Is it, is it three times dope? Play it from the beginning. That might be it. <laughs> Let's see. Is it this? Yes, that's it. Yo, he's not bad. You can no, just you no, can just hear that all. he's trying to be perfect. Yeah, he was just he was trying to be ill. He was he was trying to be one of those rapidy 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 rappers. Of course, he would. Of course, Kobe would try to be that. Of course, exactly. The most technical, yeah, yeah, physical part of rapping. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So, on to some other questions we have for the great Clark Kent. Um, great, jeez. You tried what? to not answer. You, hold on. What's your problem? Oh, we didn't talk about Rob Swift. Oh yes, like, go on. ahead, please, please. First of all, what is you say you're great at everything? But if uh, someone else says it, you're I'm great. I'm great at everything. You, you, you literally, your name is Superman. Fair. Your God's you're favorite DJ. God's favorite. Right. But that doesn't say you're the best. That's because I'm his favorite. 
Uh, there was some talks when we had Rob Swift on about him being in a battle against one of your supermen and also Rock Raider getting very upset of coming in second to somebody. He says it might have been a little nepotism with oh, Superman that's what it DJs. Was. Um, in the battles back in those days. You were the judge, maybe? I was never the judge. But you were never a judge. Yeah, so being angry at me would be the wrong thing to be because the actual reason why there were battles is because of me. Like when the new music seminars decided that they weren't going to do the battles anymore, they decided it like a month before the battle. Yeah. And I was working with the new music seminar on all the battles. So when they do it and they decide they're not going to do it a month before the battle, all the DJs are there hanging. So what do I do? I take it on myself. I put up my own money. I threw the battle. And then at that point, now I own the battle because they're not going to do it anymore. So I got to pick up the slack for them not doing it because for DJs, I stand. You know what I mean? So I did it every year after that. And um, it can't be a, a nepotism thing. It's a I, I love the craft thing. So let me just do it for the craft, you know? Well, that was that was the uh, that was the whole controversy. Well, where's the controversy in it? I, I don't get it. Like, if I don't do the de- DJ battles, then then what happens? It was something that was Rock Raider. It was crew. It was crew versus crew. Is what it said. It was never like. crew against crew because our crew never went against their crew. There was never a my crew against your crew battle. If if you really really like get to it, like I literally love the x-men i actually asked them if i could manage them i did like and and if if you ask rob he'll tell you that's true i sat him down we had lunch i was like can i manage you if i don't do better for you in this space of time than you've done all year last year fire me and it'll be all good but at least let me try you know what i mean and um they they said no they said it wasn't about money and i was like okay cool I didn't have no 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 feelings towards it. I just thought they were a remarkable crew of DJs, you know. And I mean, I mean, the the crew was put together to rival the Superman, but I never even looked at it like that. I never like let that be a thing. Um. All right. How about this, Clark? Uh, I kind of asked you earlier about an overall project or artist. Do you have a slept on though production credit? Or even if it's just one that you don't think people think of that often when they think of you, but you're like, nah, this shit was actually pretty hard. Um, dedicated by Das Effects. I think the I thought that beat when I did it, I thought that beat was nuts. Which which album was that on? On the second, I think. Straight up suicide. Yeah, that's all right. Here, it is. oh no no no, it was on Hold It Down. Probably yeah. Hold It Down's fire. All right, here, let's it's dedicated. Oh, I remember this. I didn't know you did this. Is that the is that the same piano from Fudge Pudge? The key. No. Wait. Say if you don't talk about? No. It's not? Okay. No. Dun, what is dun, it? What is that sample? That sample is it's uh what's his name? Who made Mr. Magic? Uh right. Oh um uh, Grover, Grover Washington. Washington. Grover Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's the record that I always used to think that mass appeal was made from the baseline part. Okay. Like, but underneath it, the doom. Oh, but then oh, when you, you hear know, the mass appeal, you, know you can hear where it you know comes from. That uh, Fifty Cent, um, the fucky song. I don't know that one. Yeah, it's, most people don't believe it's me. Oh, you did it. Yeah. Oh, I think you were saying the same sample. You did that when you're saying, nah. "Fuck you, Fifty Cent." Yeah. No, no, Fifty. That's not me. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the name of the song. Right. right hold on. The name of the song. Let's see. Here we go. Fifty Cent. Fuck you. This is from uh, the mixtape. This is from the mixtape with him fucking pointing the gun on the cover. Look at yeah. the lunatic. Here we go. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Fuck you, niggas is this and that. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just the best. Fuck you, niggas is this and that. How would they think you didn't do that? This sounds just like you. What was this version of the super, super duper hungry 50 cent like? Let me give you an idea. That song was supposed to be on my album. Okay. But it was him, Sauce Money, and Spade from Dutch and Spade mm -hmm. from Philly, and Joel Marquis, a cat from Queens. It was it was all of them was on the song. And when 50 came to record his verse, <laughs> he goes, Yo, I'm ready. We going, he goes in the booth and he does that first verse. And I'm like, okay, bet. And then he goes, nah, I got two more. And I was like, no, 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 I only needed you. He was like, nah, Clark, you gotta let me have this song. <laughs> what do you mean he was like just listen to the whole thing you gotta let me have it pause so i listened and i was like fuck like because it was i just was like okay so it didn't go to my album it, it went to to him he had three verses and i was like i said one verse like <laughs> pick one he was like when you hear it and yeah Yo, that's wild. And it, and it just ended up being a joint on his mixtape. Yeah, but it's crazy because that's the song on the mixtape that made the A&Rs pay good attention. Mm. That's the one that they were like, yo, what the fuck is this song? What the fuck is this song? By the way, this is post-Sony. This is post-Sony yeah. pre-Dre. Yeah. Did he pay you for it? Nah, it was a mixtape song. You were fine giving it to him. Yeah, because, you know, he... He was cool. He was cool with us. I, I get I met, it. I met 50 when he was working with Trackmaster. Well, actually, I met 50 when he was with Jam Master J. And wow. then I met him again when he was with Trackmasters. Because when I was up in Bearsville, New York, producing uh, Slick Rick's album, they were in the other studio and they was working which, on Which Slick Rick album? Which Slick Rick album? When, when he came home from jail. The one when he just got home. Yeah. Wait, art of storytelling you mean for Def Jam? Or yes. you mean when he was still up there? Okay. okay. No, the one when he came home. All right. He was in the next studio with, with Trackmasters, and I would go over, and I would hear records playing, and I'd be like, okay, 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 okay. And then things went awry, and then you you hear your life's on the line. I'm like, oh shit, that's 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 different from what I was hearing, but we were already cool. I'm talking about the the quarters in the chain fifty. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck is this, Sif? Look, what I just stumbled upon while looking at Clark stuff. What's this? Hove demo? Yeah. Why do I know the verse but not this dem but not the song? Put the verse on something else. It, it, the man. Oh, original flavor? Yeah. No. Wait, wait, wait. What was it on? I can't remember what it was on. It, it was on a different song though. Was it I can't get with that? I don't know. Or maybe it was I can't get with that. You did that? You did I can't get with that, right? Yeah. I did that. Ooh. 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 Where did you find that? Yo, crazy look. It's on YouTube. It just says Jay-Z oh, yeah, demo. Yeah. Is that actually what the tape looked like? Mm -mm. It's made up. Someone just threw that on. Yo, everything's up here, bro. How about Jay-Z and Sauce Money behind the ropes demo? You know what that is? Yeah. Is that you or no? I think that might be Premier. Play it. Oh, yeah, man. It's a bit stock, man. 
live in Marcy Park right now, man. Brand new source, Marcy Money. Featuring Jay Z, Mr. C. Nah, that, that's, I think that, that might be produced by C. I think so. When I spit, so all you need is bacon and eggs, cause I take it back to the grid. They ask why I never signed to the rock, but if Jay is my man, then what's the difference, son? We both signed to the block. Niggas is jumping around like House of Pain, but be up in the ground. So yeah, it's, it's crazy that there's like just a world of rarities that all exist hmm. right now. We can just find them any fucking time. Also, the way you use the oh, day law, you can't find. Tell us more. Because I, I, don't, I didn't leak anything. How much do you do on the All City album? One, just that just one. one? Yeah. Why? What are we doing? Money right? makes the world go around. I don't even remember the name of the song. No, why are we doing this right now? <laughs> sorry. Okay. Sorry. 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 You're right. I got to do this all day. <laughs> what one up is, bro? Yeah. I said. Well, I started asking what's the slept on one, and you gave me one, and then we kept going. So like, yeah. you wanted to ask him about his favorite per, uh, Biggie. Let you me ask a you a question, Clark Kent. Yes, sir. Clark Kent. Renowned DJ, DJ around the Clark, world. man. Why are we doing this? Clark Kent, DJ Clark Kent. Superman. God's AKA, favorite DJ. Whatever your real name is. I want to ask you a random question. What is your favorite Biggie remix? Five. I'm sorry. Top five. What is your top five favorite Biggie remixes? Because the reason why I'm asking this is because I remember I was with DJ Riz. And you came up and you had, you played for us on a dat tape, the Players Anthem remix. Yeah, that's probably, well, I can't say that's the best because it's, 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 it's still the same verse. But like, are you asking me like. Any, it's any Biggie, I'm just, just as an expert in Biggie, just a guy who knew Biggie, just random Biggie remixes. What is your top five? Remixes. Yeah. I can't even say he was on a bunch of remixes. There was some. There was some. He was on one twelve. One twelve. That was a remix. Sure was. Yeah, but he's on the original. Too, he is though. on the original, but the remix is better. I mean, he's on the original, and then he's on the remix, but then so is Mace. Right. Like one that I just came across recently that I forgot about, that I just cleaned up, was the. Uh, Big Papa So So Def remix. Oh, nah, I love Mary J. Blige. Real yeah, love. Real love. I, real love. That that shit is the ignorant. That's yeah, the yeah. Ignorant. yeah, that's 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 hard to beat. The Betty yeah, yeah. Real Love. Betty yeah. Right. Yeah, that's a big one. I oh. like you can't even say pause. We're talking about Biggie. He was on a record called Fuck in the Ass with Crustified yeah. Dibs. Okay. Yeah, let's, let's pause. <laughs> Not, we can't even get into his lyrics, all right? But um, so Big Papa Remix is a sort of forgotten about gem uh, yeah. that no one talks about. Um, what's the what's that, what? Remix is hard. The what? And not because I did it, but because it, it's just hard. Which one? Player's Anthem Remix. Player's Anthem is fire. Well, you did both? Then, you did both versions? I did both versions, yeah. Oh, yo, but which one do you like better? It's a toss-up to me. That's rough. It's a real toss It's oh, one of the played, rare toss-ups. And, and the reason why is because when when I did it, like we all sat around going, why is this a totally different record? But it, it, it was wild because Un was like, yo, Clark, we were sitting in the studio and chilling. And he goes, yo, remix players anthem. And I was like, what? He was like, remix players anthem. And I just I literally sat there for a while trying to figure out how. Especially with the point. same verses. Because you think it get money. Get Money Remix is a, basically a different song, different verses right. and all that. Player's yeah. Anthem is the same verses you just put on a different beat. Right. So I was just trying to figure out how. And then I just started fucking with the sample. Everybody leaves. I start fucking with the sample. And then I, I just connected the drum machine to the tape and was just like, let's see. And it it, it became what it is. And I just was like, but I... I but then I was like, oh, shit, no, this shit is hard as shit, pause. And then when everybody came back the next day, they were just like, yo, how the fuck? And I was just like confused myself because I was like, 
it doesn't seem like the same record, but it's the same record. Nah, it's fire though. Don't forget Dolly My Baby's remix too. Fire. Yeah, Dolly My Baby's a remix. Yeah. Yes. Like that's hard. That's that's fire. Because then we were talking about Juicy, how the Juicy remix Pete oh, told oh, us. No. One more chance. Yeah. The version everybody knows is the remix. It was a remix. Oh. Yeah. That over is magnificent. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's that's a, a great, great record. That's... I mean, how how often is there a song where there are three versions and all are fire? Um because the hip hop makes need a girl. I need a girl part one. Okay. I need a girl part two. What's the third? There's three. What's the third? Wait, there's a Diddy, I need a girl. Yes, there's three versions. There's one there's with, one with Usher. There's one with um there's one with Usher. There's one with um Mario Winans. Yeah, that's two. And then there's the that's that's two. No, that's one. That's one. That's two. That's all. That's here. Nah. Just that bounce right here. There's another one he's saying. There it is. Nah, get the fuck out of here. I love you. Fuck no. Stop. That's not in the conversation with the with what I just talked about with the Biggie three versions of one more chance. That's three versions of one song, and it's they're all fire. Fair, you did come up with a song with three versions. What the, do you want? But one more chance, original on the album, guys. I could argue is as fire as any of them. It's the yeah. original's fucking incredible. We, but I just showed you three that you could argue the same way. You did. They're just. I just didn't like them as much. Okay, but I'm impressed. I, I, oh, it's called personal bias. Okay, <laughs> it's called personal bias. All right, but this this uh, once you get through the whole fucking. Yo, bro, like this is just this is so. Yo, they should have put that on the. They should have put that on the single vinyl. Just cause, why not? Just cause, and with an instrumental. But you remember what they put Why on not? instead? Huh? They put on the radio edit of the what instead. Yeah, but yeah. still, there was a lot of things, and there was a lot of different versions. I have three different versions of the One More Chance single. And now no one, plays the, on no one plays the hip-hop mix anymore, really, either. Everyone plays Stay With Me for the most part. That that hip-hop mix was fire. The, I have the, it. I have it. Um, The way I always used to blend it, I blew one, the first verse, the Stay With Me, and then the second verse was the... yeah. Hip hop mix. I just made an edit like that. Oh, I was that's like, just, I always that's do just this live. Talk. I'm just gonna just edit it. When you I always, when, I always did that live. And you, but you did the same thing. Started with "Stay with Me" and then switched yeah, to hip hop. Because 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 the the second verse goes a cappella, and then it yeah. goes burn 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 burn. Yeah, yeah that's just. I just fire. hear this is the 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 stupid immature uh, hip hop DJ in me likes the hip hop mix more because it's so fun. There's so much to cut at the beginning of the hip hop mix. It has the first, just the beat is fire, but then it has the as we proceed is a great piece to cut in. And the first things first is fine. Like it's got, it's just a, it's a fucking awesome record. Do you, when you picture, when you think of Biggie Clark, do you, it's weird because he was 24 years old Mm -hmm. and you guys were how much, but you were older. You were five years older? Uh, Eight, I think. Wait, how was, no, no, five or six. Five or six years older. When you see a 24-year-old now, mm-hmm. I'm sure they seem so much younger. Do they seem so much younger than what Biggie is in your mind? You know what I mean? Because he was a kid. Or was, well, how about yeah, this? But- was Biggie, did Biggie in person seem younger than how he seemed to the public on records and in videos? Because he seemed older. But when you talk to him personally in a studio, was he a 21-year-old kid? Yes. Yes. It's just you know that he, I mean? was, he was the leader of his whole crew. So it was like he was an OG way before he could even. Right. All of his crew was teenagers. Yeah, except for D-Rock. Yeah. But and still, D-Rock they, was an OG to everybody there too. You know? Yeah. But, I'm, but I'm, I'm the older guy to them. Right. And so he seemed young to you even then. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. When you met him, he was 20? 28. No. First, first time I met him? 
He was 18? I think 18, yeah. 18. And you're like 25 at the time. Yeah. Which so an 18-year-old is mad old. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, relatively. And wait, you and Jay are close to the same age though, right? Or you're no, you're a few years older than Jay too. Yeah, I'm older than Jay too. Yeah. So you're 90 years old. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people don't know this. Clark Kent is 93 years old. Wow. 95th birthday coming this year, son. And by the way, when no, the joint that you did for Treacherous Three, when you produced, when you produced, uh, when you produced heartbeat over again. (laughs) You produced heartbeat. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. We'd never seen that before. The roof is on fire. Another Clark Kent credit. I didn't do that. I know, I'm just kidding. Oh, don't, don't do that. <laughs> just busting your balls. Hey, Clark, it means the world to us when you make time to uh, chat with us. It's, it's an honor to be asked. And I can't guarantee it's going to be the last time. We'll probably come back and bother you again. So whenever you guys are ready. Um, and I really want us to find that last one, too, because you were fantastic when you came into that show for us. So we appreciated <laughs> you. Yo, isn't it crazy? This technology, yeah. like, it still existed when we had you up to Mass Appeal. Right. But the co- but COVID hasn't happened yet, so we hadn't thought about it. So right. every interview that they're trying to get for us, half of them we couldn't get done because people weren't as generous as you were and willing to get in a car and, and come see us. Right. And now we realize, like, fuck, that whole podcast could have been a different experience altogether. Right. <laughs> but no matter what the tech was, you were always there, and we greatly appreciate it. For sure. Y'all are, y'all are, are, are good guys in my book. Well, at, least we're in, at least in your book. And you know what? You and our book, too. No matter what the internet's saying on any given day, we, we know. We know. We're with God. You're our favorite DJ also. Thank you, man. Appreciate y'all. All right. Thanks, Clark. All right, brothers. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.